This post of the week is in reference to Dr. Andrew Jacobs at his podcast, Sports Psychology Hour. This is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host, Gonzalo Marques. The Sports Psychology Hour, a podcast with everything theoretical and practical in sports psychology, with a bigger emphasis on the practical side, always interactive with mundane guests that can call in to talk about several scenarios in sports, the challenges associated with formative years, and even some commentary on big fixture matches. This is a show that airs every Sunday on Sports Radio 810, WHB, a radio station hosted in Overland Park in Kansas. The man behind is sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. On this post of the week, I will lay out two points that stood out in Dr. Andrew's conversation with coaching expert Amanda Clements. Before jumping into the points addressed, I just should say that this was one of the first podcasts I've encountered on this area, and stimulated me a lot. It has a epic intro and focuses a lot on themes around failure, for example, in short, incentivizing us to develop a better relationship with it, and many others, certainly, that are relevant to you. And it's versatile which on several occasions prompted me to super relevant topics that I dived in studying right afterwards. Plus, it is hosted by a PhD psychologist, and that's a win for me. One of the firsts, the man, to be credited in the United States. With over 40 years of experience, he works close to actors, EWS most focuses on, athletes, coaches and parents, and as he points, paraphrasing here, they typically want assistance at guiding them to understand their goals, strengths, weaknesses, fears, distractions, and stressors. And want to understand where their issues started. I love his style, his voice is very engaging, to say the least, and I love the fact that he is empathic and responsive, both talking about and working with youngsters and adults, all the way to other professionals and Olympian athletes. His goal, as he puts it, is to help clients to reach their own personal potential and to become winners. And this has particularities on how it's defined, but it would be a longer conversation for today. But going forward, I recommend you checking out some bits there on any episode for expanding or solidifying your repertoire of skills and approaches, especially on psychology, mindset, and overall having a stronger character to come out on top over the long run in sports and in life. Now, with Amanda, she has a 20-year experience as a gymnast, and as a back defender playing football in Washington. Now she works as a sports consultant and as a coach, helping teams and individuals in training the mental aspects related to their workings. 
On conversation with Andrew, he started by prompting Amanda to disability of a coach to coach effectively through negativity and the quote-unquote failure moments. Because only from here, one can lead his athletes to get back on track quicker and to train more efficiently, not to mention that one desires to have his mind reoriented the best way possible to optimize next practices, right? Way, excuse me, before you continue on for the episode, I will just ask you for a review. This is a common request, I know, and I imagine it can be tedious to do so, to divert now, and I am aware you as a listener just want to grow through. However, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game. And also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback. So head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! So, first element addressed there. They enrolled on this big topic of failure. And Amanda started to talk about her experience in gymnastics, and that only after a long time recognized how much of a strain it was for her in her continuous practices, not only because of the physical part, from the complex moves and stretches she needed to perform, but also, and most importantly I guess, for this kind of issue around the high standards, an issue more particular in precision sports, where, as she told, by just getting one inch away from a certain position or by bending one's knee just a little too much, you are already penalized. And this made her develop some fears around failure, perfectionism and so forth, but also made her go through experiences that taught her a lot on how to deal with that. And secondly, on expectations. More precisely, about what others expect of my levels of performance, speaking in her words. And when asked about how she orients herself and others to deal with that, on managing those expectations of others, she didn't point right away for a specific technique or mental strategy. Instead, and I appreciated very much her answer, she referred back to the importance of going back and 1. Find about what you believe are some views adopted in what that sport you practice is, what that modality is about for the ones around you. And 2. Find your real reasons to practice, the true purpose in that sport for you. You see the contrast? Which one do you think it's more important to you? In fact, this reminds me about one of the most emphasized points my guest gave on my first interview to EWS. It was PhD psychologist and psychotherapist Alexandre Vaz that pointed to the importance of knowing your why when engaging at any craft, before anything else. Even if it's talking about motivation and techniques to improve performance. 
reminding you that this was an interview on the essentials of deliberate practice, so you see its weight. And continuing on these lines, on the purpose of doing sports, you see, many times, well, a common purpose that is sent out and ingrained by many, in many sports people, is the one of winning. The purpose is like to win everything possible. And although this can be an empowering and compatible goal, the risk here, to an extreme, is that the message that passes And worse, what is felt in the athlete is that if he loses, it equals he is bad somehow. Well, what you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead. Keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports. Also, this reminded me, as Alexandre also mentioned in that EWS interview on episode 10, And as many psychologists discovered, people have an easy tendency to overgeneralizing. And on this particular area of self-concept, even more. So in simple words about this term, it's very easy to go from an assertion like I'm bad at jumping, let's say, to I'm, be- I'm a bad athlete and to I'm a bad person. And when that happens, that's a shame. It's far from being fair and from being deserved. From there, from these big topics, Andrew and Amanda went along a rich conversation on defining better terms and approaches to winning and more on dealing with failure. Again, I recommend you to take a look on that. The links will be in the description. Now, I must point out something before we close off. See, I have the sense that Dr. Andrew achieves something that is rare in content producers and even psychologists in this realm of sport and exercise psychology, which is this kind of conversation that gets to hit people involved more profoundly. Meaning, one thing is to say that A and B is affecting person X because of this and because of that. And the other thing is to really emph- empathize with each case and get to know how to dismantle the issue involved. Plus, the most appropriate intervention, quote-unquote intervention, to have. In other words, getting a clear sense of the most responsive way to go about the things that are taking effect on a given person whether she is an athlete, a coach, a parent, a relationship, whatever. Because you know it. Most of the times, you already know what many people entitled specialists are talking about and are saying about what's happening with you 
the problems involved, the difficulties, the challenges in sports practices. I bet you already have a minimal sense about what can be more adaptive or maladaptive to your functioning. So the difference here, and pointing out again to the contrast Dr. Andrew has to my eyes, is on how to read it and on how to go about it. The key is precisely this, on the how. Still, I must leave the note for the importance of being careful and responsive, meaning that intervention A or method or tool A or B should not be seen as the solution to X problem every time, or a tool to use all the time just because it produced good positive results in the past with someone or, or even with the person at hand. Yes, I'm getting on a rant here, but this is truly an important note for me and a distinguishable, valuable characteristic I always look, I always look for on the said professionals on the field. This characteristic of humility, carefulness, empathy, responsiveness, to not precipitate and jump right away to finding solutions, but instead to know the person as a whole and discovering with her what's at stake. Because maybe a certain method might prove to be the best, but not be a fit on this human being that is, a big word now, a biopsychosocial entity that is more complex than that to be addressed as like a machine to whom we can apply the method isolated to just one area, you see? No. Uh, this is much more intricate. That's why we at EWS try to provide the most extensive scope of topics and references for one to be knowledgeable about. Not to preach only a couple of strategies that will bring the best, let's say, harmony, the best results and success and happiness. <laughs> And that's why I recommend these episodes from the Sports Psychology Hour by Dr. Andrew. Now, to end, as I've said on this episode, I was prompted already to several things from this podcast. I want to help you do the same, to expand your knowledge and explore your methods, your functionings. Think from this and please engage with us at the end. What is an area in your psychology that is more fragile? What can you train more on the mental side of the game to make your performances and improvements more robust? If you want to know more about psychology in general or be directed to more resources, you can always reach out to us. Hey you, athlete, student or worker of some kind, we want to know real cases. So tell us, from what you've heard, what have you been missing out? What is one idea that popped into your mind while listening? Feel free to share in the comments so we can assist you further. See ya! I remind you that you can write a comment right there on some podcast apps, on our Instagram at ewsport.eu, or even by sending a quick voice message on the clickable link I leave right at the end of this episode description. If you prefer to stay anonymous, this is a good option. All simple and free. So take the time to do so, and take a step to be closer of efficiently work your sports practice. Until then, take care. 
To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pertain the most correct views possible and give a shout out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrate view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu.